Welcome to the First Church Message of the Week podcast. Thanks for listening in. Have you ever had a meaningful experience at a summer camp? What impacted you the most? Perhaps it was someone welcoming you and calling you by name. The name we are given by our parents is one of the things in life that we didn't get any control over. However, our names do have and can give us meaning. As children of God, we bear the name above any other name. What will you do with it? In this week's message of the week, we hear from guest speaker Christy Heflin, director of Lake Ponset United Methodist Camp, who shares a message about finding our identity in Christ. Here is the First Church Message of the Week. Amen. Well, what a joy to have fantastic musicians in the house. They, uh, I asked to play a video with that song, and Lucas said, oh, no, we're just going to sing it for you. It's better for copyrights and everything else. So they're going to come on the road with me the next three weeks. So sorry they won't be here on Sundays. But anyways, uh, special thanks for having me with you today. Um, before I start the scripture today, just want to say um, it's awesome to see your church and how many camp people that you have in your church. But also I know that Bryce Blank is not here, but Bryce came and was a chaplain at Lake Ponset Camp for us a couple summers ago. And so um, it's just so awesome to have him serving at a church close to close to home for us. And so it's great to be here. We have two scripture passages today. The first being from Philippians chapter 4, a great reminder for all of us. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And then Matthew 16, verses 13 to 18. Peter declares that Jesus is the Messiah. When Jesus came to the region of Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the Son of God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by the flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. It is a joy to be here today on behalf of Lake Ponset United Methodist Church Camp and the Dakotas Conference Camps and also our Minnesota Conference Camps. My husband and I have lived at Lake Ponset Camp for eight and a half years now with our two boys, Spencer, who is 17, and Bryce, who's 15. And it is a real joy to be able to raise them at camp. Actually, they're both working for us at camp, and that's an awesome bonus to have a family that can all work at camp with me. It's hard to believe that I've been working in camp and retreat ministry for over 22 years, 10 of which have been in the Dakotas. I spent two years at Wesley Acres before we went to Lake Ponce at camp. Like we've said, we just want to make sure you're listening tonight. There are three camps in the United Methodist Church and the Dakotas Conference. We have two in South Dakota, Lake Ponset, which is just down the road. We have Storm Mountain Center, which is in Rapid City area. 
and Wesley Acres, which is in North Dakota, just north of Valley City. And for those of you that have been following the church Facebook page, we are excited to see that Wesley Acres was just listed in Newsweek as one of the top 150 camps in the country. We also have three camps, sister camps in the Minnesotas, one that's only seasonal, and that's called Kowakin, and that's a boundary water camp where they go canoeing. And then we have Northern Pines, and we have Coronas Ministries. My sermon tonight title today is what's in a name that's our theme for the summer I love that name because I think or that curriculum because I think names are important and the Matthew West song that we heard that was just sung it's called hello my name is we are reminded that God knows each of us and we are a child of God the song says Hello, my name is child of the one true king. I've been saved, I've been changed, I've been set free. Amazing grace is the song I sing. Hello, my name is child of the one true king. In our scripture reading today from Matthew 16, verses 13 to 18, it says, Who do people say I am? Who do you say I am? This story in Matthew is almost like a reverse introduction. It's backwards. Jesus, instead of introducing himself by saying, I am this or I am that, instead he's asking the disciples, including Peter, who he was. And as they tried to answer, they threw around names such as John the Baptist, Elijah, Jeremiah. But Jesus was not interested and who other people thought he was. He was more interested in who his friends thought he was. But who do you say I am? Maybe he was fishing for the answer. The most essential thing about him was that he wanted his friends to know who he was. Simon Peter's answer was right on when he said, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. All other names and attributes that we ascribe to Jesus are secondary to this foundation. For that response, Jesus gave him a new name, Peter, which means stone. And on the rock, Jesus said he would build the church. Names are important. And I work really hard to learn and memorize names. And I have to confess that last Saturday, I believe I called Lucas Luke. By mistake. He may not even have noticed he's shaking his head, but I went home and I thought, oh no, and I'm going to preach on names being important the next week, and I called him the wrong name. I was close. I'm not always good at it, but I try. I work for a senior pastor in a local church for a couple years, and every Sunday morning he would greet people at the door, and with the utmost confidence he would go up to someone and say, hi, Susan, when it was in fact Jen. And it made me cringe. I could hardly stand it. If you don't know the person's name, just say hello. Right? Nobody likes to be called the wrong name. In the 80s, there was a popular TV series called Cheers. Anybody ever hear of this show? Some of you. And in the beginning, every episode that was set in a bar, Norm would come in and the crowd would yell, Let's try that again. The crowd would yell, Norm. 
And it was like everybody knew his name. And I hope that when our people come to camp and to our churches, they feel that same thing. They feel welcome. They feel that love when they walk through the door. Because I want them to feel that. Parents, you'll understand that one of the most important things that you do for your children is giving them a name. One that they most often will have for the rest of their lives. You take the responsibility very seriously, I hope. You may consult genealogies or family histories or get those big books with baby names in them or look online. And then either pick one to stay away from or pick one altogether or scour the Bible for new ideas. And you don't want it to be odd and you want to make sure the initials make sense and there's all this thought that goes into naming a child. There's, this is one thing in our life that we really don't have much control over, our names, because they're given to us. We were given to na our names by our parents before we even knew who we were. Some of us were named from a family member, a Bible character, a movie, a television personality. Others have more entertaining stories on how they received their names, and I want to share a few with you. Here's the first one. I am named Macy because my mom went into labor at Macy's. Number two, my parents literally opened the dictionary, saw the word Finn, thought it was cool, and just made up the name Finita. What? Number three, my mom had him when she was 16 and named me Raiden after a character in her favorite video game called Mortal Kombat. Number four, and I don't think this works in too many of our families, but my parents told my brothers they were going to name me Justin, and my oldest brother, who was 10 at the time, had a meltdown screaming, I refuse to have a brother named Justin. He didn't let up until they agreed to call me Jason instead. <laughs> and lastly, this one says, my grandfather was a scientist, so when my dad was born, all of his friends, that is said that a scientist's son should have a scientific name. They decided on a name, Ampere, after the unit of electricity, which later got shortened to Umpa. Does anyone know the origin of their name? My mom and dad were planning for years and years to name me Tracy. Not years and years, but when they, if they had a girl, it was going to be Tracy. But they changed their mind right before I was born because my mom was reading Catherine Marshall's book, Christy, which later became a TV series. When we had our first son, we named our son Spencer, Spencer Robert. Spencer is my husband's middle name, and Robert was my grandfather's name. When it came time for our second son, we decided on Bryce for no particular reason other than we liked the name, and then middle name of Matthew after my brother. What does your name mean? What's in your name? I bet some of you might not even know. And so after church, if you want, I have a book back there. Or you can go home and Google it and find out. It's a lot easier these days. Find out what your name means. The Hebrews of the Bible always named their children for a particular purpose or meaning. The Jews were very careful in choosing a name for a baby. They gave it much thought. They chose a name for a baby, usually for its meaning, in God. 
to acknowledge his gift or to express some hope or aspiration in him. The name always meant something and they were always aware of the significance for each particular child. Now, sometimes people are given titles such as doctor, pastor, VIP, all-star, first chair in band. And sometimes titles aren't always positive. They can have negative implications as well. In 1965, Jim Morrison from the music group The Doors wrote a song called, Hello, I Love You, Won't You Tell Me Your Name? He wrote it after he saw a beautiful woman walking down the beach. The song reminds me that we are called to love everyone. Whether we know their name or not, God calls us to love them even when we don't know their name. Camp is a place where our campers can come and learn the names of those around them and play some fun and not so fun name games. They will also take a look this summer in depth of what their own name means. And we'll look at the different ways that we can refer to Jesus and God and look at the different names that we may refer to Jesus and God as. They will learn the meaning of their names, like I said. Camp is a place where relationships are built. Names are learned. Friends are made. The relationships people make at camp are different from those in the real world because they are so intense because campers literally spend almost every waking moment with a group of people for an extended period of time that are a lot like them. They will learn strategies to grow in their faith that can help them daily. Now, like Pastor Jen said, there are many, many ways for you to get involved in the ministries at all three of our camps in the conference. One of the most important ways you can support our ministries is through prayer. We are all busy preparing for our summer season, and right now two of our sites, including Lake Ponset and Storm Mountain, don't have maintenance directors, or cooks, actually. So prayers for all of our camps as we prepare for our upcoming season. So let me know if anyone is interested in being a camp counselor. You have to be 18. Lifeguards, kitchen helpers, hospitalities. I'm not looking in any one direction. I can look over here too. Won't be long before you all can come. But we always need help. And we would pay for lifeguard certification. If you have any questions, um, come see me at the back. But we honestly can use help in a lot of different areas. Some maintenance workers and some different things. But our camps always are open to volunteers. We have tons of projects lined up at all of our sites. We're super excited at Lake Ponset that last fall we put a playground in, which is still under snow in many areas, which is hard to believe. Uh, it was completely like one foot below the top of the swing Easter Sunday. Now it's down to the bottom, but the, still the playground structure is still under snow. In May, we've hired a contractor and builder to come and replace the deck on the retreat center which is over 20 years old. And in the summer, we can all use volunteers to help with camper check-in, office work, laundry, uh, working in the camp store, boat driving, landscaping, counseling, and many other ways. Throughout the year, we have opportunities for you to get involved. And so I encourage you to think about, once again, getting involved in one of our camps. Our wish list is back on the table, so if you have any questions, we would love donations of anything from pens and duct tape to a new truck and a plow. So I'll be looking for that on Monday morning.
Some of our upcoming events um, at LPC, um, Lake Ponce Camp, include chapel in the summer. Uh, we have chapel every Sunday morning, June through August, and we're pleased to have Davis Anderson back as our chaplain for the summer. Summer camp starts June 14th to the 3rd of August, and we have camps for all ages, like Pastor Jen said. We have grandparents and me camp, we have teddy bear camps, we have family camps, we have craft camps, we have fishing camps, we have adventure camps. There literally is something for everybody. Make sure if you're interested in signing up, you sign up before the end of the month because that's the early bird discount, so you do get a discount by doing that. In addition to that, we also host confirmation camps at some of our sites, and I know Pastor Bryce brought some of your confirmands to camp this spring, and that was wonderful to see them. You can also look us up on Facebook and follow us, but I am guessing that many of you had fond memories at camp, and I know that was one of the discussion questions up on the screen before worship started, to think about fond memories. And I encourage you to tell someone about them or come tell me after worship about those fond memories. Again, I encourage you to invite someone to come to camp. If they've not come to camp, it's best for them to come with a friend or a cousin or someone else. And parents, um, you can come as a shepherd and come with your child. Or grandparents, you can also come as a shepherd. As I look around the room, I see a wide variety of people and a lot of people that have been involved in camp, not just Lake Ponson Camp, but others, and we appreciate your support. So at this time, I want you to stand up and stay standing if you've ever been to Lake Ponson Camp. Stand up and stay standing if you've ever been to Wesley Acres Camp. Stand and stay standing if you've ever been to Storm Mountain Camp. This is awesome. Stand up if you've ever been to another church camp. Stand up if you've been to a 4-H camp or a sports camp. Stand up if you've been to a Boy Scout camp or a Girl Scout camp. Any other kind of music camp, band camp, stand up. If you've ever heard of Lake Ponset Camp, please stand up. And give yourself a round of applause. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate it. Thanks for joining us for the First Church Message of the Week. To stay connected, subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Facebook. For more information like our church calendar, worship times, and upcoming events, visit our website at watertownfirst.church. This has been the First Church Message of the Week.